It's time for Cofield and Company. Sam Martin to punt. Deep back the rookie Gibson. Under the ball, looking into the lights. Makes the catch against his chest. 35. Breaks the tackle. 40. Comes to the near side of the block with the 50. Down the near side the 40. Room to run. 35-30. Got a block at the 25 to 20. He goes inside the 15. Breaks the tackle. 5. Touchdown! Touchdown! The Jets have won! The Jets have won! It's Cofield and Company, live on the road on ESPN Las Vegas. Yep, the road today is the plaza at the pool. Maybe this is a yearly thing. It's our second year out here, downtown Las Vegas, Plaza Hotel and Casino, Plaza Las Vegas, poolside in a cabana. I think today is a lot cooler than it was last year. What is it, about 91 degrees out? Demond Demond is here. It's Cofield Plaza as part of the Steve Sear Summer Tour. We're doing another bikini tug of war, the 2023 bikini tug of war. Very fired up for this one. And like I said, beautiful day. Come down and watch it. Four o'clock is when the tugging begins. This is regulation tug of war. Steve Sear in his summer tour is an officially licensed referee. I think he pays like 19 bucks a year to be an official tug official, right? Official tug official, that works. Um, He's getting ready. We will clear the wet deck here in just a little bit. Weigh-ins are going on right now. Now, it is interesting, Damon, they don't have an announcer, you know, going, 127! That's not happening. It's a little bit quieter. We want to be respectful to the ladies. I might go over on the scale. Why not, right? 292! I'm out. I can't compete in this thing. Because there is a weight limit. It's three-on-three tug-of-war. Steve, what's the max weight? What's the max weight? 400. For three. Right, so 133 average. Okay. 400, yeah, hop on for a second. 400 pounds for three. Right, so 133 average. So the first team, they didn't want to have a cocktail, Steve, before the weigh-in. Trying to weigh in. So the first goal was 155. Whoa. But the next came in at 110. So that's okay. okay. That's a 133 By the average. way, so we're w- okay. woe is not a reaction to 155 because uh, I saw a couple of the ladies, our powerhouses. Yeah. So oh, they're going yeah. to have a little bit of, uh, the, you know, the been, lower trunk is a little there, thicker there's for been collu- pulling and driving. There, there's been collusion among the clubs. Oh, is that there, right? Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I can already see. What does that mean? Well, I just mean that one girl that I know because I have frequented the club works at Sapphire. Hello. She's on the Peppermint Hippo team for weight distribution. So, uh, so they've already okay. cut deals. Like, hey, we're not going to make the 400. We'll trade right. you her for her. You know, all in the spirit of competition, and, we want to get it, this thing it done. It will affect the betting line. Oh, we do have betting lines. And by the way, we so, do have a trophy, which I, is an unbelievable I have trophy. to get off because I, I have to. I get uh, it. Okay. The land's going on right now. Grab that before he drops it. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it's it's bedlam down here. It's bedlam. There's a, an air of excitement. Uh, last year, the energy was really high. This year, it's going to be even higher. We've got uh, six teams right now. I want to get all the teams correct here. By the way, Damon, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, Steve. I felt like I should be asking you that question. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Um, we will effort a video feed in the 4 o'clock hour. You know it's always a little bit tricky with Wi-Fi, but uh, so far it's been it's been pretty good. Yeah, so teams from... Jay Magic, which I'm curious about that one. I want to get a look at those ladies. That's a mystery team. Spearman Rhino. LPR. Apparently, this is a scent. 
It's a special scent. Do you want to know what LPR stands for? I would love to know. Liquid Panty Remover. Okay. So apparently it works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. Works it the other way. Was that, what, was the, what was the line in Anchorman? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> uh, Scalp Inc. LV is here. They were in studio the other day, so I'm interested to see that team. Uh, Sapphire Gentleman's Club. And did I mention Peppermint Hippo? Yes. No, no, no. You said Spearmint Rhino before. Spearmint yeah. Rhino, Peppermint Hippo, J-Magic, LPR, Scalp Inc., and Sapphire. And it's all presented by the Plaza, also Scalp Inc., Wager Wire. We're fired up. We're fired up. You realize this is about as odd as a show can be for me? Why is that? Um, because I really shouldn't be here today. You want to switch? Uh, we probably <laughs> should have arranged I would have had to tell you last night. Because last night was one of the most bizarre things. And I'm going to say it this way. I've ever been a part of. Now, I wasn't there. But as a Jets fan... That was, I used the word bedlam before. I'm going to double up on it. That was bedlam. And I'm telling you, last night and today it hit me. There's something wrong with me. But I think there's something wrong with, we'll come up with a number. Maybe it's 5 million people around this country. I think it's more like 25 million. And it's men and women. There is a sickness around this country. And Demond, the sickness is, and I have to come up with a name for it. Maybe it would be like DFS, but that's already kind of taken, that acronym. Mm-hmm. Deranged Fan Syndrome. I realized, I realized last night, like, even though I do this for a living, do a talk show, do a lot of talk shows, right? Work on multiple fronts in broadcasting. I care about this way too much. There is something wrong with me, and there's probably something wrong with tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of Jets fans, hundreds of thousands of NFL fans, college football fans, I guess some baseball fans. Last night was an eye-opener. So let's let's give out the, the fan experience, because you're a fan of football. You're not a fan of the Jets. I don't really know. Did, did we get you to swing over to – being an Aaron Rodgers fan at all via Hard Knocks? No, not at all. Okay. I thought that he came off as likable, but yeah. I know it's all an act. Okay. Did Rodgers going down four plays in and then, like, the speculation for hours and then social media doctors with their take, and then the game was bizarro. It was entertaining in the end for Jets fans. It was terrifying, heartbreaking for Bills fans. Did any of that drama along the way? And by the way, then at halftime, Schefter, who really annoyed me last night, I, the, the delivery of bad news constantly, I know it's his job, but, man, it was irking me. And then after the game, then the stuff starts coming out about what, you know, Jets fans and Rodgers fans, just decent human beings, people. It's Aaron Rodgers, care about this. Uh, that news comes out after the game. Did it get you at all? Or because you're not a Jets fan and not a Rodgers fan necessarily, like, I wonder what other sports fans felt last night. They're like, ah, whatever. Injuries happen. Tough luck. Um, I sent you a meme, I want to say 10 minutes after, of Bart Simpson next to a cake. At least you tried. <laughs> That's how I felt because I want to put out the disclaimer. Injuries are bad. You don't wish anyone in the National Football League 
suffers any type of injury. Yeah. But there was a little comical serendipity that this happens to the Jets. Yeah, there's that. That this uh, team that wanted it so yep. bad. We've been so downtrodden since, what, Super Bowl three. Yep. Ah, we finally got our guy. The offseason of hope. We got our guy, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and now four plays in, and then yep. you go back to Zach Rodgers. I mean, excuse me, Zach Wilson. It's the same thing. What does it matter? It's a Zach guy. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, we'll break down that a little later in the hour. We're going to bring in one of the personalities from WFN in New York to see what New York's reaction is. It was just, it was a bizarre night. I think you could tell the broadcasters connected to the National Football League, whether they work for the Jets or work nationally. Do we have both of these calls? Uh, just the Westwood one. Okay. Um, the Jets call was interesting. Bob Wischusen was on the Jets call, and he played it pretty straight. Like, there wasn't a moment where he sounded really gutted. I was driving to go home and then go out to watch the game, and... When I heard the national call, I was like, man, these guys are feeling it. Fire this. There's the snap. Sets and looks. Look out from the side. He's grabbed, spun, and sacked down. Brought down on the play by Leonard Floyd. Harry Kane's rocketing through. He sacks Rodgers. It's a loss of nine, and they're back to the 33 of New York. And that's three plays in a row where there's been pressure up front. Uh Oh, Rodgers is down. Rodgers is down. Rodgers is pointing to his leg, and his, he got up on his feet and then fell down on his own accord and is now sitting up with his elbows on his knees. But Floyd got him and twisted Rodgers. And the quarterback for the Jets is down. And we're at 11-15 in the first quarter. Just three minutes and 45, and Rodgers is being helped off the field with his arms around two athletic trainers, walking with regularity but leaving the game at the 11-15 mark of the first quarter. And Zach Wilson will come in. And Rodgers is limping as he gets to the bench. (laughs) Wow. That is unbelievable. To go from such excitement and just four minutes in, everybody in this stadium holding their breath. That was a good cut, Damon. <laughs> that was really good. Uh, you and I traded messages today because I was out all day, and uh, I had heard that call last night, and you grabbed it, and you asked me before the show, hey, how do you want to cut it? And I'm like, I trust you. Good judgment. Because that's the part I wanted was the aftermath because they're Kevin Harlan and Kurt Warner are trying not to say anything because they're just watching this scene unfold. And then I think towards the end it hits them. It's like, what the hell just happened? Did we just watch – this hype train that lasted much of the summer and then was hyped up even more by Hard Knocks, did we just watch the whole thing crash and burn in four plays? Because when I, when I was driving and listening to it, I'm like, he's effed. And that's, that's a fatalistic attitude from a lot of football fans when one of your star players goes down. But I could just feel it the way they were watching it. And, you know, Kurt Warner's a former player and, you know, former quarterback, so he knows about getting whacked around and the importance of a quarterback, and I'm sure he has at least a casual friend relationship 
with Aaron Rodgers. But Harlan's been doing it a long time. That was really professional. And like I said, he, they actually they seem like more freaked out than and we'll we'll play the with shoes and cut from the Jets tomorrow, whenever we grab it. But they seem more freaked out than the Jets announcers. And maybe a lot of that is because the Jets announcers have seen so many weird things happen over the years. Like he didn't want to overreact and but what a bizarre scene, and then the way the game unfolded, that was weird. Yeah, it's crazy. And then today we're at Bikini Tug of War. I'm like, I, yeah. I so need this. And I, don't, I really don't want to make the show like, hey, here's loser Jet fan, all depressed and upset that the season just went down the toilet. But that is going to be part of it because I think a lot of football fans can latch onto this and maybe in, a, in kind of a sick way. Like we, a lot of us love football way too much build our schedule around it and my schedule is built around it and I get compensated for you folks who build your schedule you know looking forward to hey Sunday's done now we got the countdown I'm gonna watch Monday night football and then my team is back you know it's not Thursday it's gonna be back there five or six days later and there's all that hype and hope and we already knew on Monday a lot of a lot of fans were gonna you know kind of overreact your team gets out of the gates if you're a Bears fan or Steelers fan you're like wow that was crap but it's a long season, but there is a difference between a bad opener and bad signs and a depressing first Sunday and not getting off to a great start versus being sky high, thinking you have hope, buying into it, and then four plays in. And this will be one of those things where I'm going to talk about this more later, but I really, I'm starting to feel like as a Jets fan because it's been a losing franchise. I'm starting to feel like I'm turning into a Cubs or Red Sox fan the way they were before they finally won a World Series or World Series, right? That they almost took joy in being pathetic and downtrodden. And I don't want to ever be that way, but you're like, I, I, like the only way I could spin it positively last night and today is I'm like, well, I guess I'll have great stories, typical Jets. And my story will be I watched Hard Knocks. I got kind of excited when they first got them. There was a reality like, hey, it's the Jets. You never know what's going to happen. He's also 39. You know, you see, you raise your expectations. And then my story forever, Damon, will be, I didn't even see him play. I never got to see him play live. Four plays. I was in the car listening to the radio, which I guess is fitting. I'm a radio guy, and I love radio, but I'm, I, I walked in my house and, uh, and by the way, the significant other was not watching the game. So I did one of those cheese ball moves where, because she's a really big football fan too, where I turned on the TV and I just stared at her, right? And I rewound it like three minutes because I had just heard on the TV, you know, Rodgers is down and probably out for the game. Who, I've, who was doing the game? I, I can't remember announcers anymore. Uh, Joe Buck and Aikman, the, the long-reigning combination. Um, and I just cranked it up for her. And she just looked at me and she was like, Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And that, that's, that's that moment where you're like, when, when your significant other looks at you and she's like, holy crap, how is he going to react? Like, that's that – we're, we're getting – we get to a sick point in sports where she's like, oh, I feel so bad for him. But that's, that's the way it goes, right? You get, you get some highs. If you're a Chiefs fan, you're going to get freaking 18 years of highs and almost no lows. And there's other teams in the NFL – if you don't have a quarterback, it's going to be a few highs here and there where you – I actually tweeted someone last night. Oh, you know who sent me a text? 
when they won the game, when the Jets won the game, uh, Ryan McKinnell was like, ah, that was great. Congrats. And I sent back. I mean, it's like I'm, I'm texting people stuff that is like just so ridiculous. Like they're like, like a death had happened around me. And I, I text. I was joking, but I texted back. I was like, for once, I felt something. <laughs> now it's gone. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Football is crazy. I do love it. You know, I really get into the teams that I like. But uh, we'll break it down because now uh, that team needs to look to the future. The NFL needs to look to the future because now the NFL's got a situation to deal with. The Jets could be basically a 6-7-8 win team with a good defense and maybe a good running game. And they're on TV all the time nationally. So they, I'm sure... You know, the, the commissioner's office is like, what, did, what just happened to us? We, we, were gonna, we were rolling in the dough, even more dough than we normally make. So it's crazy stuff. Uh, Damon, that was like a 13-minute monologue. Uh, you will be on next. We will take a break here. Uh, I'll tell you, whether you're sad or not, this is a really cool event. We're at the plaza. We're at the pool. Fifth floor. You come in. You, you go upstairs. You go to the fifth floor. Uh, the competitors, some of them dancers, uh, are going to be doing the bikini tug of war. It's rolling out here in a couple minutes. Later in the hour, we'll talk to a guest who uh, follows the Jets, does shows for WFAN. Also, boy, I, I really set the show up like Jets depressing. Uh, first guest could be a downer. Second guest is going to be someone on Nevada football because they're in the soup right now. And then as we move along, we'll get in more NFL people, start looking ahead at the betting. So come on out here. First beer is on Steve's here. Come up to the booth. Ask me. I'll point, uh, point you out to Steve, and he'll grab you a beer. And this is going to be a really good time out here. Bikini Tug Award 2023, Steve Sears Summer Tour at the Plaza. Takes a snap, drops back, looks over the middle, under pressure, and he will be sacked. Back to the 32-yard line by Leonard Floyd. So the Bills get a big negative, and Aaron Rodgers gets up with a limp. Aaron Rodgers right now doesn't look 100% right. Well, that's a delayed blitz because got Leonard Floyd right He's going down. Aaron Rodgers is sitting down in the field. He's hurt. 11-15 to go in the opening quarter, and Aaron Rodgers is injured on the sack by Leonard Floyd. And the Jet training staff surrounds him, and Zach Wilson pops up and starts to get ready and take some warm-up throws. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. Yeah, all you can do is laugh. It's kind of sick, a little morbid. Jonathan Jossel's here with us, the... Uh, Boss of this place, the Plaza, hosting the Bikini Tug of War. Again, we have tons of ladies here. It's up to eight teams. The uh, weigh-in's going down right now. There's a massive trophy. We're all set up here on the, uh, well, we're not on the wet deck, but the wet deck's right across the way in the cabana. Um, so before we talk about the property, the event, uh, you were kind of shaking your head because I know you bet that game. You're a big football fan. <laughs> I mean, that is just macabre. I don't even know how you explain what happened it's before the season and then four plays into the game. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Good to be back here with you. Good to be back at the uh, Bikini Tug of War Invitation. I know these girls work all year round to prepare and Absolutely. train for this uh, event. It's a big deal, so uh, it's good to be back here and have it here at the Plaza. Thank you very much. Um, you know, that's life, by the way. You can train and plan and think about everything you want, and then four snaps into the game, bam. Your entire vision, plan, everything you thought you had done is gone. And that's, that's, that's what happened last night. And as a better, I took the bills... And I turned off at halftime. I was watching the game here at the carousel bar. And I thought, bam, this is good. I'm going to go go play some pickleball, be with my kids. Okay. Relax. <laughs> and I turn on the game an hour later, and it's in overtime. And I'm, what the hell happened here? Yeah. I don't understand that part because I missed the game. But 
That is pretty sad what happened to Aaron Rodgers. That's terrible. I, I actually think that Rodgers going down one invigorated the defense. Like, hey, the only way we're going to win this game right. is we have to do it. And I think in some ways the Bills relaxed a little bit. Yeah, they thought it was over. Yep. What uh, Do you know, and you probably have the stat, but what was the price when the Bills at halftime, when the Bills oh, were 13 points? I didn't look. What was the in-running odds on the comeback there? It must have been great. Yeah, someone... Uh, if someone can tweet at us, because I'd love to know what the odds were at the break. I, I I get too into it as a fan. Like I don't I don't bet. Well, I probably will now. Uh, I usually bet against the Jets. Yeah. Just kind of the mentality is if they win, they win. Uh, if they don't, I'm going to win some money. I don't bet a lot. But I was I for me, I was so down in the dumps at the half. I was like, I can't even look at a halftime line and bet it. Which is, if you bet, you can't be like that. Right. You can't really be a fan. I mean, I got chills watching Aaron Rodgers run out with the American flag, oh. put it in the middle there, September the 11th. The, the buzz in that stadium must have been unbelievable. And then, literally, four snaps I mean, later, it must have just been like, what What happened here? I just told the audience, I did like 13 minutes just talking to myself and talking it about how crazy it is to be a football fan. And that a lot of us take it way, way too seriously. But here's the thing. I didn't see any. I didn't see Rogers actually play. I was in the car driving home to then go out, and I'm in the car and I hear it. I'm like, he played four plays, and I never got to see him play uh, in an actual game. I'm like, this is lunacy. So what happens? He gets surgery. You think he comes back next year? I don't know. Yeah. The Achilles is so tricky. Uh, There's been some people who've had miraculous comebacks, like seven months, but he's also 39, going on 40. Right. And he's also a guy who's like, do I love football anymore? I think he got uh, reinvigorated by the move away from Green Bay, but I don't know. Do you? Do you think he does it? I'd like to think he will, just because we, we de- the fans deserve, deserve to see it. what this should have looked like this year. And by the way, that defense is pretty scary. That's a good defense. They, for, for, uh, unless the Bills were just that bad. No, I think it's somewhere in between. I, I, I do think that Josh Allen has been in a bit of a swoon for a while now, but people refuse to say it. And, you know, the other thing is they have Stephon Diggs. Um, and this happens to every team that uh, that signs a guy to $40, $45, 50000000 million at yeah. quarterback. Yeah. Somewhere has to suffer. And if you notice with a lot of great quarterbacks, the organizations are like, hey, we're paying you 50 you got to make these guys good. Yeah. So I think yeah. the Bills are a little short on weapons. Yep. Funny enough, their second best weapon, we're talking to Jonathan Jostle, a big football fan. He runs the plaza. Um, the funny thing on the Bills is their second best receiver is actually, I think, a kid from Vegas, a rookie who played at Utah. Um, Dalton Kincaid, who's, who's kind of a tight end tweener. Okay. Like, he might be their second we- second yeah. best weapon in the pass game. That's not good. <laughs> no, no, that's not what no, you want. No, that isn't good. It's also not good if you took Josh Allen in your fantasy, as I did. Oh, my God. In, uh, in the second round. So, you got a good backup? Uh, uh, no, Russell Wilson. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do worse, but yeah. guess what? You have no choice now. Uh, here I am. Talking, I'm English, and I'm talking about American football. I'm the... It's amazing, isn't it? We know it? you love it. Uh, yeah, you got to love it. You well, gotta love it. It's the, a big part of business. Nothing more American than bikini tug of war, which, no, we which talked thank about you to that. Jonathan. We're, we're doing at the Plaza again. Yeah. Uh, Cofield and I have done at the Hard Rock all over, but this is just a cool venue, plus the wet deck is perfect. Yeah, we were talking about the, the level of athleticism and uh, training on display here and the, <laughs> the effort that the girls go into to practice. Hey, hey there really is around. a way in. I mean, all the, a lot of these girls I don't know, and I'm like, look, how much do you weigh? And then they have to prove it because we, we did have – one team, I don't want to say who, Rhino, tried to get over the 400-pound mark. So we did have to switch girls. A little draft. Oh, you did? A little draft just happened. Some cocktails right. were exchanged, and we are now at the 400 limit. I'll just say last year it felt like you bent the rules a little bit because you had to. 
out of necessity. You're like, hey, if it's four ten, no, I don't have to this year. I, I, we, everybody showed up. It was crazy. Yeah. But you know, and a lot of them had never been to the plaza. I know they haven't seen the Carousel Bar that he just spent a ton yeah. to go. It's really nice. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Hopefully, we'll get everyone down there have some drinks afterwards. Winners, winners get free drinks. Well, they're, they're drinkers for sure. So yeah, All right, where, uh, I've got to go. Okay, I know, I've got to go finish. The You're way. an official. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, where did the idea come for the carousel? So uh, the front of the plaza is this iconic dome. There's the lights. It used to be the portico share where cars would pull up. And once upon a time, before Fremont Street was pedestrianized, that made sense because Fremont Street would run all the way uh, east to west, and you could actually drive up to the plaza, then do a U-turn and drive right. back down Fremont Street. I don't know if you remember this. That is freaky. I was not. I got here in '96. Oh, that, so, was, that was going to say so, that was up so, till '95. So around then is when they decided to get rid of that, cover it up. Yeah, correct. So once that sort of changed, the whole flow of traffic downtown changed, and we were looking at you know the shifts in downtown. A lot of people walking down Fremont Street. A lot of people on foot everywhere now with soccer being built. There was just a lot of things happening that made Main Street this hype, uh, sort of uh, hive of activity. And um, this Porter Cochet was underutilized. Now, if you've ever seen the music videos of The Killers, The Weeknd, they're all filmed under these famous iconic lights at the plaza. But all we had was a bunch of taxis and Uber guys right. fighting with each other, right. dropping off people there. <laughs> and I wanted a bit more, uh, I wanted to monetize the great real estate we had there. So the idea of the carousel bar was actually from New Orleans. Uh, a friend of mine yep. and myself looked at it and said, what if we put a circular bar underneath this portico share and pedestrianize it? And then the carousel evolved from that. And then it was like, well, actually, this thing is going to be such an attraction and so cool. Why don't we put in booths? And now we got a bar that can basically hold 120 people. It's a big bar. Um, and then it evolved more into, well, what about this corner and that corner, the other sides of it? And then we built uh, Pink Box Donuts. Yeah, they came in. And I got to tell you, people love donuts. Uh, <laughs> right? People particularly love Pink Box Donuts. But um, they're really good. They're really popular. And that thing's really uh, even surpassing our expectations. And then we also built a smoke-free casino. So we have a 700 slot machines on our floor, which are in a smoking environment. We want to give people the option. The other side, there's 70 slot machines, purely non-smoking. It gives people the option. If you like smoking, great. We have something for you. If you don't like smoking, great. We have something for you. Uh, so we built that. And then on the roof of that is the new patio for Oscar's Steakhouse. Our steakhouse is doing really well. It was busy. It was full every weekend uh, and many midweeks. So we added on the patio so we could put yeah. more seats there for people as well. So there's like the four new elements since we last yeah. talked last year. And uh, they're doing great. We're really excited by them. It'll be nice to see once the weather cools down uh, how they do. Yeah. Oscars, awesome happy hour. I've been there for that. Thank you. So that's dynamite. Thank you. Um, I'm actually going to New Orleans in about five weeks. I go every year in uh, the second week of October, so I usually stop by the carousel bar down there. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's old. It's old. Uh, yeah. Small. I think it's yeah, only yeah. like 15 seats, so even less. No, maybe. it's a little big. It's probably it's probably 40 seats, oh, it's that, okay. but it's very hard to get a seat. Yeah. I mean, people, yeah. when we go, you It's just, intimate. You it's not small. It's intimate. Yeah. That's that. It yeah, feels really intimate. Space. And the bartenders have to jump over the bar to yep. get over it. See, that's yep. why we didn't make ours rotating, because we didn't want to have the bartenders jumping over. <laughs> right. We have 120 seats. It was just too big. Right. But yeah, that that one in New Orleans was our inspiration and then we wanted to Vegasify it so if you look at our carousel we've got uh, neon dice we've got cherries on the bar we've got the horses moving up and down but we've also got giant deck of cards we wanted to make it feel like a Vegas carousel it's cool uh, downtown continues to grow yep you know there's still a, a vibe and an energy and it gets busier and busier down here so everyone down here has done a good job you know uh, led by Derek and you guys I think so I think everything downtown is head in the right direction. Many of the things that Oscar Goodman and his wife, now mayor wife, uh, Carolyn, set out to accomplish, they've accomplished, and they've really seen downtown 
evolved, but it's continuing. And I think what you're seeing is the people when they come downtown, they're seeing all these cool things, all these fun things, and they want to stay and be a part of it. And uh, maybe a decade or so ago, they were coming down here, but then they were leaving because right. it wasn't enough. Great restaurants, great sports books, great shows, great bars. People want to stay down here now and have fun. So we got the trophy ceremony coming up at 4.45. We got the competition at 4. Are you going to be around for both? I can't wait. I'll be here for all of it. We got, Safety we got, advisor? Oh, so, no Achilles injuries, no, please? No, no, no. I'm not getting involved in that. But I but I am I am enjoying the difference in the property right now. We got a bingo tournament going on downstairs. I saw that. 800, 60 to 70 year old ladies playing bingo. And then up on the pool deck, we got bikini, <laughs> tug ones. of war. Little younger, little different demographic. We got one of the uh, preeminent uh, pickleball facilities in all the city now. And we sure have one of those where people <laughs> thought we were crazy a few years back. Now they're oh my god. Now they're not. Now it's not so crazy. It's so nuts, isn't it? The yeah. growth. I mean, we talked about it last year, but it's exploded even more. You have a pro league, got all these celebrities involved. With Drew Brees, Tom Brady, they all own the teams now. It's pretty cool. I feel like in a lot of ways, it's sort of. I mean, tennis is still alive and thriving, but yeah. I think for older people, they're like, yeah, I'd rather play pickleball. I think tennis will always dominate at the Grand Slams. Like, you just saw the U.S. Open. Yeah. Huge. You can't compete with that athleticism and incredible talent. But for the mainstream and the recreational player, pickleball is more fun because it's easy. I play both. You get better exercise, better rallies, better uh, friendly fire games yeah. in pickleball than you can in tennis. Right. Um Let's close out on this. Jonathan Jostle's with us from the plaza. He's hosting the Bikini Tug of War here at the plaza pool. Survivor, what's going on? You back it's in only again? week one. It's only week one, but I'm in. A good number of people got knocked out. Well, the so Vikings, hold on. The Vikings, the Vikings were people. my pick, actually. Oh, really? And then I thought, I talked myself out of it, which I was really happy with myself <laughs> because <laughs> I was all in on the Vikings because I looked yeah. at it, I thought, I'm never taking them again. But then I thought, you know what, the Bucks actually aren't that bad. Okay, Baker Mayfield, you can say what you want. Yeah. But they've still got the same team last year that they had. That was pretty good defense, good good receivers. Yep. And I just thought, nope, talking myself out of this one. We ended up taking uh, the Ravens, and they were easy, easy win. But the other one, if the, what was it, Washington, uh, Washington yeah. had lost, that would have made it interesting. Oh, it would have been half the field. Because that was, that was half the field. So yeah. uh, I was looking, I'm not in a survivor, but my girlfriend actually is. So she's talking to me about it yesterday because she's a crazy football fan. When we looked at the card this week, it's not that easy. You're exactly right. This this week, so I might uh, I have three teams in, in in the survive that I'm in, and I might split them up this week because I don't feel good about anyone. I really don't. And, yeah. and you know what I've come to realize, and I'm sure you've realized this long long ago, week one and two of the NFL's preseason. Yep. Look, you just look, look at how the, sloppy it was. On it's sloppy, bad. You don't know who's going to play well. They're yep. still figuring things out. I think you got to go safe week one and two at least, so you get a bit better indication of who's actually going to be decent. Well, thanks again for having us out here. Thank this you. This is about as good a setting you're going to get in September in Las Vegas. Come on now. By the way, any listener comes down, first beer is on Steve's here. Yes, he's going to treat you to a beer. And then we got the bikini tug of war going down at 4 o'clock. So stick around. Looks like it's getting going. Here we go. Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. Good spot there with Jonathan Jostle. Boss here at the plaza as they continue to uh, make improvements and revitalize this place. It is really cool. Check it out. Uh, we didn't even get into the sand dollar, which uh, I came by, I think, during the holiday season. They did a tiki theme. So holidays are right around the corner. Already, already, Damon. Going to have the, uh, got to get the crates down with all the Halloween lights and decorations. And shortly after that, it'll be, uh, I almost said six weeks of Christmas decorations. It might be seven. Within a week of Halloween, I might get those up. So, I'm fired up. 
I need something to look forward to. No Aaron Rodgers. I can never get away from it today on the show. Sad. Very sad. So Danielle McCartan's coming up in just a couple minutes from WFAN in New York. Um, I want to give away some prizes here today. We got uh, some goodies uh, live at the scene here at the plaza. Look at Steve blowing the whistle. Steve's here, summer tour. Um, first beer, when you come down, is on Steve. So just look for us in the ESPN Las Vegas booth, and he's going to treat you to a brewski. And then the, uh, the eye candy here is uh, crazy, so this is always a really fun competition. Uh, we'll catch up on time here, come back in just a few. We're going to bring in Daniel McCartan from WFAN and get the feel from New York on the Aaron Rodgers situation and also the AFC East. And suddenly the picture of the AFC East has suddenly changed. Jets go down in flames. They win the first game, but the season doesn't look super hopeful. And meanwhile, the Bills didn't look good, and the Dolphins looked outstanding. Garrett Wilson, wow! What a catch! Touchdown, Jets! Receivers I've ever seen. This ball was up the field, so he didn't throw it on the back shoulder. And for him to be able to get his right hand out there and then concentrate and reel it in is incredible. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, back here, Cofield and Company. You heard it, Plaza Las Vegas. We've already had, uh, what, two? competitions. Mateo seems very engaged. He was sitting, was kind of half listening to my Aaron Rodgers diatribe to start the show, but now that the bikini tug of war has started, man, he's up taking pictures. I I like it. I like the energy right now from uh, one Mateo. Absolutely dynamite. I'm not distracted at all, though. Uh, Danielle McCartan is with us. You hear the call coming back there of the uh, Jets in some positive times. Danielle, how are you? Oh, Steve, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gates. So, you know, I opened the show today. I'm like, this is one of the weirdest shows I'm ever going to do because I'm a uh, very sad Jets fan after uh, we lose our guy of many years, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and, but I'm also broadcasting, like, the happiest event of the year for us, a bikini tug of war downtown <laughs> at the plaza. So I'm, like, trying to get all upbeat. It's not, it's not very hard. Uh, it's uh, pretty easy to be upbeat. So... Um, I, I want to get into you personally covering the game and watching this game last night. Oh, boy, we got spillage. It's not tearing Achilles, please. Um, I, I just give me the vibe of New York right now um, around Jets fans and around this Rogers injury. Um, it's like a funeral. It's the state of mourning. Uh, <laughs> there was somebody I was at the copy machine at work this morning and one of my colleagues walked in and she was like, wow, I'm really sorry for your loss. I, I, I'm surprised you're not wearing black. And wow. I'm like, <laughs> sorry yeah, for your it's, loss. It's, it's sad. It is. And I, you know what? I'm laughing because otherwise I would sit here and just cry the whole show like a baby. Yeah, um, I know. Because all you can do, and I'm not laughing at Aaron Rodgers because it's a terrible injury. I've had yeah. friends go through it. By the way, one of I don't know if he, ta- he must have talked about it today. Um, one of your coworkers at FAN, Brandon Tierney, who was out in Vegas for a while, Brandon, I think in his late 30s, um, I don't. I think he was probably 35 or 36, not 39. But he actually he had an Achilles injury, so I'm sure he talked about that. And and that dude is a he is a hardcore Jets fan. So yeah, to go through an Achilles injury at this age is just devastating. And I, I'm not sure what Rodgers is going to do moving forward. I don't know either. And and he hasn't spoken yet. And and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Robert Sala did speak today to the media on via Zoom, but he was in person. But everybody else was on Zoom and. They were asking him kind of like, what's the next steps and everything? And he was just like, he reiterated his confidence in Zach Wilson. 
um, he said that he's going to let Aaron Rodgers, you know, kind of just speak for himself on his future and all that. So that that doesn't sound good. But part of me wants to believe that Aaron, that's not going to be the last image of Aaron Rodgers that the NFL sees for his career, you know, like with the NYPD hat on, going into the x-ray room. I mean, he knew. I I knew that he knew as soon as he stood up, did not go into the huddle, and shook his head no, that's when you knew there was something going on. And, you know, and then they said, oh, the x-ray is negative, like it was a good thing. But that actually, it's worse because the x-rays don't do tendons and muscles and all that. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, it, it was. It's a funeral around here. It's it's a day of mourning, and um, it's just you know, people like you said. I cried last night. I cried watching that game last night. I'm not afraid to admit it. I guess at this point, I've come to terms with it. It's just <laughs> I, I just I'm not I don't know what else to, to do. I uh, I was just a basket case. I was watching at a bar, and my uh, girlfriend is with me, and she's a gigantic football fan, so. You know, she can kind of understand what's going on. And even as the Jets were winning the game, like I was really – I was having a difficult time getting fired up. I got fired up at the very end. But, yeah. you know, in the backdrop the whole time is like the entire season yep. is now potentially flushed down the toilet. So, so wait, where did you watch the game? You actually didn't go out to uh, Jet Life Stadium? No, you know, I was looking at lunchtime yesterday with uh, a couple of people at my school and – the cheapest ticket, like get in the door price. Obviously, that's the last row in the light, you know, in the potential rain. It was going to be a weather situation, too, uh, potentially. $203 to sit yeah. in the last row at MetLife Stadium. I was like, nah, I'll watch it on TV. And you know what? Well, I'm kind of glad I did or else, you know, I don't I don't even, I, I wouldn't even want to have been there for that, you know? Yeah, yeah I wonder what um, fans, I wonder what fans are thinking that went to it. Like, are they like, hey, I'm glad I was there even for the four plays because I got to see the emotion on 9-11, uh, you know, at the I start know. of the game. And I got to see a really good finish. And they knocked off and screwed over a division rival. Maybe it was worth it to be in the stadium. Um, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird position. Very down in the dumps. Daniel McCartney, who covers the New York football scene. But, you know, she's a big New York area football fan. So, you know, one more thing on, on Robert Sala. That's that's yeah. the guy, as the game was going along. And I really, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of personality stuff with him these first couple of years and I, I got a better feel for him in hard knocks and I like him. He really cares. And I actually, I, I said it uh, during the game. I'm like, this guy, he really likes coaching football. Like he's a lot of football coaches are kind of not, they're just stiff, you know, like they don't let their emotions get crazy. Like he really enjoys the game. And I felt so bad for him. I tweeted out a picture of him just looking like my God, yep. my whole world has yep. ended when he saw Rogers, but then it was awesome watching him after the Gibson return. Like one of the first guys running down yeah. to get into the pile. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. cool. That was a cool moment for him. I mean, there's there's still question marks. People are still skeptical about how he can lead a team. Yes, he's yeah. a cheerleader. Like, give him some pom-poms. But there are question marks now. And, and that was all going to be negated with um, with Roberts, you know, uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers coming. Yeah. There was another report that came out, and, and uh, Robert Sala kind of gave it, paid it no mind during the press conference today. But there was something that, a report from, I think it was The Athletic, I think, that said that, Aaron Rodgers did not like the chop block uh, actions that were going on on, on the uh, on the offensive line. And out of the however many four plays, yeah. it happened twice. Mackay Beckton did it once, and then Dwayne Brown did it the other time. And that's what he got. He got sacked both times. So he had voiced apparently displeasure for those kind of blocks. And Hackett kept it in the playbook. So that's going to be unraveled throughout the rest of the week. That's something to watch. 
I personally find it ridiculous. I, I, I don't mind them giving Zach Wilson a vote of confidence. They have to go and get someone else. This team is good enough to be somewhere around, you know, seven, eight wins with a, a little upgrade in quarterback because I, I just do not. What I saw last night again with Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm not buying it. They have to go and get someone. Well, that's the thing. We were looking also today at lunch at the available free agents and trade market things, and it's like there's nobody, Steve. That's the thing. There is nobody. I don't believe that. Nobody though. to come nah, help. I, I don't believe that. I think there's. I think there's some good backup quarterbacks that are better than Zach Wilson. Um, I would take Gardner Minshew. I would take Taylor Heineke. I don't love Jacoby Brissett. The other one is if you want to pay a price, because by the way, um, you're going to need a bridge quarterback. Because I don't think Wilson's yeah. the guy. Why not go and make a move? As long as it's not going to be like a third-round pick and you're not getting fleeced, why not go make a move for someone like Jameis Winston, who probably should be starting somewhere? Uh, that guy's a turnover machine. I'm not interested in Jameis Winston. You know who I would be sort of interested in and see how their season goes over the next couple weeks? Uh, Matthew Stafford. Uh, the Jets were linked to him, apparently, before they actually made the move for Rodgers. If that season tanks, I mean, that's someone I would keep an eye on. Um, but... I don't know. Minshew, maybe. I don't know, Steve. I'm just, I'm not about, even at that point yet. I'm what just about so Matt dejected. Ryan? Matt Ryan from the booth. I don't know. He's a statue, too. You know, you know, if Aaron Rodgers couldn't figure it out with that offensive line, what makes you think Matt Stafford's going to? Give me positives about Zach Wilson. Positive about Zach Wilson. Um, well, <laughs> he looks better over the summer. Yeah. Um, he's got Aaron Rodgers in his corner, you know, uh, like a Rocky and uh, his trainer. So he's now Rocky. And um, I don't know. He, he he wants to learn. He's willing to learn. He's got a good arm. He makes all of the slot throws from all the different positions. Uh, you know, arms. You know, arm positions, arm slots. And uh, I think the best thing about Zach Wilson is that now Aaron Rodgers is going to be coaching him up, and and then that's really it. Yeah, I don't think he has it. I don't think he processes the game fast enough. I think you have to run too simplistic an offense for him yep. to succeed, and that's. That's not my biggest worry. My biggest worry is, again, him being in New York as a guy who's kind of a babe in the woods. I don't love his character. I don't think he's a natural leader, but I could sit here and do this for 10 minutes. I'll do more of it later on. Um, oh, yeah. let's, let's close oh, on yeah. this, Danielle. Danielle's with us, uh, Daniel McCartan from WFN in New York. Who's the best team? I mean, it's only one week, so we shouldn't overreact, but we just had a, you know, a catastrophic injury for the Jets. Who's the best team now? Yeah. Who's the team to beat in the AFC East? But that's like uh, immediately in my mind popped the Bills. I'm not sure why because the Jets just beat them. Uh, I don't think it's the Patriots. I don't believe Tua Tungavailoa is going to be healthy all season for Miami. So uh, I guess I got to go the Bills, even though the Jets just beat them. If you knew that Tua was going to be healthy all year, would you take a? And you're never going to know that, but imaginary world. You yeah. knew that he's going to be healthy. Would you make a Super Bowl bet on the Dolphins and what you just saw? This last week, nah, no, nah, I wouldn't. Their their defense is is not Super Bowl caliber. No, their offense might be, even yeah. with him healthy, you know, full season. But defense wise, nah, defense wins championships, and I don't. I'm not buying theirs. Well, you know what I liked is they have an aggressive attitude on D, and when the end of the game came against uh, you know a forty million dollar quarterback and Justin Herbert, they didn't lay back and let him beat him. They yeah. they made they put some pressure on him, and it's like, hey, you're gonna have to play outstanding here, and the Chargers couldn't figure it out. So I like. Hey, if you have a weak defense, then you need to be super aggressive at times. And if you lose, you lose. But control your own destiny. So I did like that about the coaching staff. 
Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, that's, that's right. But, you know, it's a gamble, as you know, out in Vegas. And, uh, you know, yes. it is what it is. So, now they don't scare me, though, overall, no. Well, I don't have anything nice I could say about the situation right now. It's, it's very weird. It's <laughs> well, like a no, conversation I, we should have had off the air. But, yeah, I feel bad yeah. for Jets fans because that was a, it was such a summer of highs and so much hope. And then you get four plays out of the guy, and then we had to sit there and watch the, uh, the Schefter updates. That was pretty miserable. Yeah, and Steve, the only – Saving grace is that there's no crap coming from Giants fans because they lost forty to nothing the night before. So you know, leave leave us alone. Leave the Jets fans alone. alone. There's no taunting. Then that's going to be the comeback. You just lost forty to nothing. Shut up. Last last ten seconds. What do you got coming on uh, or coming up this weekend? You on this weekend? Yeah, I'm on uh, after the Yankee game, late Saturday night into Sunday morning. So I end at twelve a.m. your time. So I'll start around maybe nine p.m. your time. Danielle, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you. Yeah, thank you. There she is, WFAN's Danielle McCartan. Four o'clock hours on the way. The Bikini Tug of War has started here at the Plaza Pool. Plenty of time to get down here. First beer is on Steve Sears, so come on out.